0: So for anyone online who doesn't know, uh, that is part of our Worship and Wonder program for our children, and uh, they always start their lessons with, there's always enough time in this place. There's no need to rush. We walk more slowly, we speak more softly, because someone might be talking to God and we wouldn't want to interrupt them. And we do, in fact, have all the time we need. Uh, They will have learned this lesson last uh, Monday, because they're ahead of us, (laughs) as they so often are. But I like to reiterate this lesson at this time the Sunday before Advent begins. But uh, our scripture today will also be from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting in the first verse. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sew, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What gain have the workers from their toil? I have seen the business that God has given to everyone to be busy with. He has made everyone everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of past and future in their minds, yet they cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Moreover, it is God's gift that all should eat and drink and take pleasure in their toil. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done this so that all should stand in awe before him. That which is already has been. That which is to be already is. And God seeks out what has gone by. I was so glad that uh, Rosie and Mike were able to sing that song, because that's all I think of when I read this passage. I just hear that song in my head. And I realized that this passage, like so many in scriptures, that different parts and different verses hit you in different ways, depending on where you are in your life and what year it is. Some years you're Martha, other years you're Mary. Some years you're the Samaritan, other years you're the guy in the side on the ditch. And so the verse that stood out to me this year, and this year in particular, was the one about that there is a time to embrace, and there is a time to refrain from embracing. It has been both one of the strangest parts of my year, um, but also one of the hardest. Uh, When Mark and Karen came back from the hospital, I could not embrace them. When church members have come to me and and shared difficult news, I haven't been able to reach my hand across like I've done for so many times to clasp theirs, to comfort them when they've told me about the weight of the loneliness of this year. It goes against everything I was taught in seminary about how to be present, that sometimes that touch is much better than anything that I could say in that moment, and yet it has been transformed this year, that it is in fact my very act of caring when I don't do that. I never imagined a time in which that would be true. When I always read this passage before, I assumed that the not embracing was because of conflict or a dispute that had happened, some discord, and I still think that's a really legitimate way to read that passage, but instead we see it as a time or a season of care with that. And I thought it summarized so much of this year of the so many things that we can't embrace, but I also think it's why we read Ecclesiastes again and again, because the whole book, it's a book of wisdom, which is particular kinds of writings in the Bible, uh, is to remind us, as it said early on, there is a season for everything. That the writer of Ecclesiastes is trying to help us to step back, to take the balcony view, to see the bigger picture, the larger story to remember ultimately it is God's story that's unfolding, that everything has a season, the good and the difficult. We just don't often like to think about the seasons that we don't want to experience. No one would have chosen to experience this year in this way, and yet, like other times that have been extremely difficult, we continue to take it one step at a time We continue to do the next right thing, we do it thoughtfully, we do it prayerfully as a church, we do it in love, but always moving forward. And so this year when we think about the new year and the liturgical calendar, I said, what is it that helps us to do that, to be able to move forward? And I think one of the things is how the church tells time helps us to do that. I found an interesting note in my Bible dictionary this week about um, how time is interpreted in the Bible, and I learned about how the Israelites interpreted time differently than other people around them at the same time. Um, uh, The Egyptians, a lot of that was talked about, how cyclical everything was, and so everything just repeats over and over and over again. Uh, In the dictionary, it said the Babylonians, they saw historical events were set in a rigid framework of distinct time, whose character was revealed by the position of the planets, of moon and sun. And the gods were only approachable in certain times, in certain rituals. Other cultures developed things set around the length of light and dark, around months and days. And yet the Israelites, they measured time by God's progress in it. It said, they believed that God could meet them anywhere and at any time, that all of space and all of history were God's domain. This was why the Bible has a sense of purpose and progression, a goal, a process, a destiny. Now, that didn't mean they didn't have setbacks or interruptions. Those got recorded as well in the scriptures, but ultimately, time was always about moving God's plan forward, getting closer to what God intended for God's people, that it's ultimately based on God's covenants and promises, the promises made to Abram and Sarah, the promises made to Noah and to Moses, to to make of them who were not a people, into a people. To give to a landless people a promised land. A reminder that God's time and plan does not look on what we already have, but what is to come and what is already coming. It invites us every year to ask the question, what does it mean to live as if we are in fact one day closer to God's ultimate plan, that we are closer than we have ever been at any point in history. Well, Christianity formalized that into a liturgical calendar. Now, it was used like it was today just as a teaching tool. One of the things it teaches us is why is the cloth green now and next week it'll be blue, Um, but also on a bigger, it's to help us understand why we move through the stories of God and Jesus as we do throughout the year. And we move through them because they're there to remind us that we fundamentally mark our time as Christians by God's promises and God's progress in the world. We start by marking them with the promise of a Messiah who will be born unto us this Christmas season that we prepare ourselves for all through Advent. After that, we mark the promise that the Messiah was not just for us, but for the whole world in the season of epiphany and light, and shining that light everywhere. In the stories and the teachings of Jesus in Lent, we are reminded of the promises of God to be with us and to save us. And it leads us to the glory of Easter, where we learn of resurrection and abundant life, that we will be saved through forgiveness and eternal life. And we keep celebrating it after Easter, the gift of the Holy Spirit, that it didn't just stay with Jesus, but was shared to all of us so that we can all be Easter and Pentecost people, that we get to be on fire for the whole year with the good news, with the gospel. We celebrate these seasons because we believe we are now closer than we have ever been in God's plan. Because we believe and we trust and we have faith that God's promises are always moving us forward. Even in years like 2020. (laughs) Even when it is so hard to remember when we feel stuck or like we're moving backwards. Even in the midst of this, God is still coming to us and has come to us. So I invite you in this year where we can't embrace physically the ways that we're used to. I invite you to embrace this season, whatever that may look like for you. Bring out, I've seen lots of people already decorating, which also to me is a sign of hope, but bring out your Advent wreath, set up the nativity set, get out the blues and the purples and the pinks, light the candles, put up the lights, listen to all your favorite songs. We won't tell Bruce like once that we've listened to all the Christmas songs early. Go right ahead. Read the familiar scriptures, encounter them either like an old friend, or be prepared to be surprised by the hope and the promises that are in there. Or for you, maybe this year is about embracing less. Embrace less stress, less anxiety, less fear, less to do, less to do at all. What if you embrace the idea of letting it go and knowing that Jesus is coming no matter what? Let this season embrace the ways that season can help you remember that there are still so many important things to embrace. There is still peace, and there's still joy. There is still hope, and there is still love, and there is still faith to be embraced and celebrated. The good news is that the church is still here telling you how to tell time, to do it by God's promises that were made to you and to the whole world, that we are still here preparing for the child that will be born unto us. We are still waiting and celebrating the voices of angels and shepherds and magi to tell us once again God's promises are still true. Let us celebrate that God is truly with us. Not some of the time, but all of the time.